Hello there, and welcome to Stu on This. I'm Stu Bittman. This one's called Beyond Belief. At the end of one of my favorite movies, which is Sleeper by Woody Allen, Diane Keaton asks him, well, you don't believe in God, you don't believe in science, you don't believe that political solutions work. What do you believe in? And Woody says, sex and death. Two things that happen but once in a lifetime. But at least after death, you're not nauseous. <laughs> it's a beautiful ending for a movie and uh, holds a lot of truth. Right now, there seems to be very little to believe in out there. Information changes every day. And it's a great opportunity, I think, to access that which is beyond belief, which is principle. A principle is defined as a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior or for a chain of reasoning. It serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior. This means the principle is supposed to guide the belief and the behavior, not vice versa. And an example in the physical realm of a principle that doesn't depend on belief is gravity. You can stand at the edge of a cliff and tell me you don't believe in gravity, and if you step off of that cliff, we'll have a mess to clean up. And it guides our actions, this, this idea, this principle of gravity. None of us would probably do somersaults or cartwheels or tap dances at the edge of a cliff. We tend to be careful. Why? It's based on a principle. Our behavior is based on a principle called gravity. So I ask you to consider, what if things like love and connection and cooperation and wholeness, what if those things which I believe actually are part of all of our core values, what if those principles guided our beliefs and behavior as unfailingly as gravity does? Nobody says, uh, you know, there's a pan pandemic going on. I'm not going to believe in gravity anymore. What if, what if principle, what if timeless, unchanging, beautiful principle guided our beliefs and behavior? You know what? It would look like my memories of 1967. I talked about this last week, but I'm going to mention it again. These kind of values seem to be emerging. These kind of principles seem to be emerging in 1967 as guiding our worldview, guiding our world. But then again, in 1968, all that got tested. And then we started living out a line that's attributed to Groucho Marx, but apparently this is a joke that's been around a long time, uh, aimed at politicians. And, and it goes, these are my principles, if you don't like them, I have others. In 1968, because we were tested, apparently, we said, well, yeah, love, connection, cooperation, wholeness, those are our principles, but if you don't like them, we have others. So we fell back into an eons-long um, worldview of competition, of the almighty dollar, of conflict, of inequality, of domination. We have an opportunity right now to create a new normal based on our most fundamental, beautiful 
principles. And that would really be good because when we say, those are my principles, but if you don't like them, I have others, that's when we become reactive. That's when we just react. Love is probably the intention behind a lot of our reactions, but I want to remind us all that love can guide our creations. That love and these un changing principles can help us not be such leaves in a hurricane. The principles that have become our default, the ones that we fall back on when we're tested, the ones that we tend to have lived now for eons and millennia, these things like competition and isolation and separation, this is not only how we look at the environment, how we look at our bodies, how we look at each other. This is our worldview. But would anybody base their home on those principles? Would anybody base their life on those principles? Why would we want to base a world on those principles? And hey, I'm not excluding myself from this. All of us forget our principles. All of us seem to, especially lately, we all tend to draw a line in the sand, but then we have, you know, a set of criteria that makes it easier or okay for us to cross that line. For me, the whole point of having principles is to be able to rise above doubt and fear and overwhelm and uncertainty and misperception and conflict. And again, when those principles are eternal, unchanging, beautiful truths, they can also help us not judge by appearances, especially when the appearance doesn't offer a lot of comfort or certainty. Einstein said, I want to know God's thoughts. The rest are mere details. And to me, God's thoughts are these eternal, unchanging principles, the laws of the universe. It's when we get bogged down in details, when our principles get lost or muddled or become inaccessible to us. So during these last few months, there's been a lot of talk about responsibility and irresponsibility. My fundamental belief is that when each of us assumes the individual ability to respond, which is how I define responsibility, the ability to respond. And when we assume that ability to respond, instead of react, and we respond based on our principles, this is the most socially responsible thing we can do. And if we make our life a message of those principles, if we live our life based on those principles, if we embody them and we express them in ways that are consistent with those principles, in other words, in a loving way, in a way that doesn't have to make other people wrong, then we don't have to worry about reacting right now or any time out of guilt or out of should or because the rhetoric tells us we're supposed to. Principle has saved my life. Principle has saved my career. In 2005, I adjusted a woman and it appeared that she died as a result of that adjustment. And for a couple of days, that was my belief. <laughs> it seemed rather obvious. And it was awful. It was hard. I just wanted to hide. I just wanted to run away. I just wanted to climb into a hole. But I had to go back to more. Anyway, I was supposed to go back to my office that next afternoon. And I could not have done that 
without principle, the principle of service, the principle of love, the principle of gratitude. Because one of the ways I actually was able to get myself in a place where I could remember my principles was, believe it or not, by listing 10 things I was grateful for about the situation. And I was to find out that I was not responsible for Mary's demise. But the point is, I wouldn't be here speaking to you today if I'd made a different choice. If I had said, these are my principles, but if you don't like them, I have others, I don't know where I'd be. So I say that whenever we feel lost, whenever we feel unanchored, whenever we feel overwhelmed, whenever we feel like there's nothing we can do, I think we can safely assume that we have just said to ourselves, these are my principles. If you don't like them, I have others. Because right there, right under, right around, right through all that lost, unanchored, and whatever feeling are the principles that we can always use as a system of belief, as a guide to our behavior, as the foundation for our chain of reasoning. Stew on that. I'll see you next week.